0: Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine.
1: Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 155, but it is also episode number one of our new launch series. So launch will be the theme of all of our Wednesday episodes going forward. So we're testing out this new format. Hope you guys like it. Our goal here today is to give you actionable items and data-driven suggestions or strategies that you can take and implement into your project. So we'll talk about some specifics as far as for particular platforms platforms, but we'll also talk just in general strategy on what are some ways that you can think about things clearly and try to implement them. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think something that we've always been interested in is being able to provide like good solid information um, and just ways that you can really benefit from listening to the podcast. And we think that this is one of the best ways that we can maybe provide some of that good practical advice. Hopefully it's practical.
1: For, for sure. So The goal in each of these is kind of to draw out some of the key topics from our Monday interview um, episodes. So hopefully you've been able to listen to that. This Monday happened to be an interview of me. Yes. Going forward, it'll be guests where they're sharing their stories and their advice on how they grew their project or their business. But from our discussion on Monday, there were a couple things that stood out to us. So... I think the first thing, and we get a lot of questions about this as far as how do we work together and how do you bring a partner in to work on your project? So we'll talk about that. And then we're also going to talk about branding. So naming, you know, what, how you present yourself, brand awareness, things like that. We'll try to give some insight into that and how we approach it and kind of how we hope to grow it in the future. And I think that will be helpful to hear. Um, Are those kind of the two things that stood out to you as well?
0: Yeah, I definitely think those are kind of the two biggest themes. Um, We mentioned like social media a little bit, but I think that ties into maybe what next week's episode will hold. So we're going to hold off on that for now. Um, And I think these are two solid things that we can pull out. So I guess we'll start with bringing in a partner. And it is important to keep in mind That when you bring in a partner, it doesn't automatically make everything like sunshines and rainbows and just perfect. Because you are bringing in a a new person with their own ideas and their own maybe vision or their own way that they think they can help. So that kind of brings us to our first point, which is like setting those expectations up up front. Don't just let it slide and think... That you're on the same page we all know that assuming things is very bad and that is really one of those areas where we've found our biggest success is really having those conversations and figuring out what exactly we are both going to contribute and what our roles are and then you know what we do together
1: yeah and and that kind of sparked something in me is that it doesn't have to be 50 50 either And it's not bad to shy, you know, you don't have to shy away from that. Like, I think we both acknowledge I put more hours into Detour than you do. It doesn't mean that you're any less of a contributor. It doesn't mean that I'm the face of Detour or anything like that. It just means that the hours that we have at hand available on a given day or in a given week, I have more of them available. And so I pick up some extra slack and put some extra time in that. But I also know that maybe if our circumstances change and my career pulls me further in, or if I get really busy on something, that you can step in and you can fill in for a little while and contribute more than me. So I think understanding that it's not always, you know, a pie cut exactly in half, that there is a give and take that has to go back and forth So understanding what are the tasks that have to get done in a given time period and who has ownership over getting those done.
0: Yeah. And that was probably for us one of the biggest hurdles to get over because I think when I initially came into helping with the podcast and being part of it, um, we were just under the assumption that it would be like a 50-50 kind of partnership and it took us a long time to maybe accept that it wasn't, you know, just through working through everything. And, you know, sometimes you do have to work through things to figure it out and you just have to kind of roll with those punches. Um, but I think open communication is probably the biggest asset when you take on a partner, especially if it is like a spouse or someone that you're living with, because you're obviously spending a lot of time with that person. Um, And just making sure that you're just very upfront with what you both want or need.
1: Yeah. And because I can speak from experience. If you don't set set those expectations and set those boundaries, the feelings that can arise are jealousy, resentment.
0: Frustration.
1: Frustration. Mm -hmm. And those are speaking from experience. (laughs) I mean, those are things that we have had to, that we've encountered because we didn't set everything up correctly on the front end. Mm-hmm. We didn't have those discussions that we needed to have to say, do you have two hours to work on this on Monday? Instead of just saying, hey, we need this done on Monday. You know, putting some more thought into it and some more strategy behind it.
0: Yeah. And I'd say, you know, it's important to know when to bring in a partner um, and like what you really need from someone because – Obviously, it was kind of an easy choice to just bring me in. I was really the only choice. But, like, understanding what Brenda needed me to do and him knowing, like, what he needed from me was a big part of that. Like, he didn't just bring me in to have me, like, piddle around, I guess. You know, so if you are thinking about bringing in a partner, you might want to think about their skill sets or what you need from them or if you can rely on them and trust that they'll be there and have the same vision as you. Cause I think it would be detrimental to whatever your project is to bring someone in who, you know, maybe is a really good graphic designer, but doesn't like Disney, you know, that doesn't make sense. So you need to kind of think those things through.
1: Yeah. Well, I think on the other hand of that, like maybe you have a best friend in the entire world and you want to work with them on something, but maybe they don't share the same vision or maybe they, you know, it's not the right timing to bring someone on. I think you can't try to force those things. Like you can ask someone for advice. You can ask for their opinions without making them a partner or, or some sort of ally in going forward.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I think the other thing that I want to do with these topics is, really shine light on some of our past guests or just people that we know within the community who are really great models or go-to people that you could go and talk to someone about this topic. Maybe if you are thinking about bringing someone in or asking for help or maybe you're in a partnership right now and there's just some kinks to work out, obviously we are always completely open book on anything that we have. So you can always ask us, but the other people that come to mind for me are Lauren and Lizzie from Earring and Enchanting Design. So they're back from episode number 70, and I remember something specifically from their episode where they talked about um, that every pair of ears that goes out the door is worked on by both of them, which I thought was, it surprised me. Honestly, I kind of thought that maybe they would both be specialized in one kind or, or the other. Um, but, you know, obviously they have a really good balance in place. They both understand what each other's skills are, but they're also willing to pitch in and help wherever they need to. Mm-hmm. And I believe they're roommates as well. So that's just yeah. an added thing on top <laughs> of it that you can't can't kind of escape or walk away, which is a similar situation as to what we're in.
0: Yeah. I like that partnership obviously we're big fans of lauren and lizzie we love them um but the other kind of partnership that i think of and it almost makes me think of us because it's another husband and wife duo but it's our friends shelly and steve from pop creative designs and we interviewed them back in episode number 75 and i think that their relationship might be another good example of like not everything is 50 50 um So with Shelly and Steve, Steve is obviously the wood maker of everything, and that's a part of their products and what they offer. Um, But Shelly is the one who it's her full-time job. You know, she makes the ears. She does the packaging, the shipping, all the social media stuff. She's, like, fully immersed. Um, But Steve, you know, goes to the shows and helps whenever he can and, you know, is just as committed which I think is important. You know, I think sometimes when you hear, oh, well, it's not equal, you know, is the other person really as committed? But they are. I mean, they're all in. He's, you know, showed his desire that he would love to just do it full time if it was a possibility. And I think we're in the same, you know, we would feel similarly that if we could, we would. And I think just their experience and how they've grown you can learn a lot from them
1: for sure. I mean, they've done it all as well. So you could probably pick their ear on a lot of stuff.
0: Um,
1: I imagine it will not be the last time that we bring them up. Um, And the other one that just came to mind for me is Kelly from karma and kismet. So she's, that was back in episode number 137. And what I think that is a great example of is that Kelly is all in. I mean, she's, the face of everything, all the social media is centered around her in sort of a similar situation to Shelly and Steve, but she shared in the episode that her boyfriend pitches in, you know, with the screen printing and with things like that, that, and fills in with skills that maybe she doesn't have, or she doesn't have the time to develop. So I think that is really important that you may not know that just from reading her blog or looking on their social media that you can have a silent partner who's, you know, not a face of it. I know he does show up on some of their social media, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So those I think those are three good examples that if you're looking for help in those areas, those would be some great prospects.
0: I agree. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, partnership comes in all different varieties. You know, there's not like a one size fits all and You know, you just have to critically think about what you're doing before you jump into that. Because it does, it makes things just a little more complicated. It does have the ability to make life easier, which would obviously be the goal, right? You have someone to work with. But, um, you know, that initial taking on of someone can be, you know, its own process to work through.
1: Yeah. So the other topic that I wanted to dive into today is branding. So I don't think this is something we've ever talked about on the show. Um, And so this is kind of sparked from how we named Detour to Neverland. And we kind of did it in an unconventional way where we came up with the name first and then backfilled the content and like our platforms and how we wanted to build everything. I think that's a unique situation that probably doesn't happen too often. Probably you have an idea and naming is one of the last thing that, that comes along.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: something, I know when we started our business last summer, that was one of the most difficult tasks was deciding on a name and deciding on a logo.
0: Yes, because it's, it's every little detail. And there really is a lot of information out there about branding as far as what different colors mean, what you know, icons, graphic designers um the whole thing so if if that's kind of where you're at in your venture i would definitely i know it sounds silly but go to google and just look up anything that you can about graphic design or colors or this that whatever else ask friends um but that was kind of where we started with that
1: yeah i think that logos are important obviously but logos are also something that you can change as you go forward.
0: Which we've done.
1: We've changed at least once. Honestly, I'll probably change again. If any any artist out there want to give it a shot? <laughs> um, we can We can work something out. But I think the name is important because in this day and age, if you're going to be successful, you most likely have to be on social media. It's just part of it at this point. And so I think there's a lot of research that maybe you don't think about whenever you do a name. So, A, I would make sure that the domain is available that you want.
0: That was always one of the first things that we looked at when trying to pick something.
1: Yep. And so I think even if you don't want a website right now, I think, personally, if you have the funds available, it's worth it to go ahead and buy the domain. That could be one of the most frustrating things if, say, we went with Detour to Everland and we launched the podcast and then Detour to Neverland was bought. Detour dot com was bought. I mean...
0: Because you can't do anything. At that point, you have a name, you're established, and it's kind of like, where do we go from here? I mean, you'd have to choose like a... A dot something else I guess is that what happens or
1: you would get creative and you would do detour to neverland podcast dot com or you could do dot co or dot whatever ending suffix that you want but you know in this day and age I think it's important to have something that's really easy to direct people to you know that makes sense that they can remember and that they can find you know fairly easily um, but I also think that same rule can apply for social media websites so make sure that the, the name that you're thinking about is available on Instagram and Twitter and make sure that it reads correctly
0: mm-hmm.
1: I can't think of any examples right off the top of my head but I, I'm sure we've all seen those Instagram handles that, like it doesn't read the way that that the, you wanted. To. That the person probably intended it to. Mm-hmm. Like you group letters together differently or like you pronounce something incorrectly just because of how it reads because you can't do capital letters, you can only use underscores and things like that. And so there's just, you know, play around with that, make sure that what you want is available out there so that you don't have any difficulty going forward.
0: Yeah, so I think research upfront is definitely key. Instagram, Facebook, Google, YouTube, all all of the above, really. All social media platforms, I think you've got to look at them.
1: Yeah. And the other thing that is it's just my preference is, especially within the Disney community, I think it's important to not be like over the top Disney in your name or in your branding, but make it obvious. Where if someone... Hears about you or clicks on your profile, like they understand that Disney is a major part of your brand. If that's what you're going for,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I I just don't think don't make people work for it or don't leave any room for confusion whenever you're doing that. So we do have a little bit of data on this, and I'm interested to know if you agree with it. So this comes from DataHero.com, <laughs> and they say that when you name a company or a brand, you should use the five to 10 rule, meaning that you only use five to 10 characters in your name.
0: And we have definitely surpassed that. So we didn't see this before we picked our name, but um, it gives like a lot of good examples. So obviously Google, Yahoo, Starbucks, Apple, Verizon. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but that kind of fall into that category. And they are very catchy.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm i kind of torn on that. I understand why maybe you should pick a shorter name, but I also think that's difficult in social media to convey what you are.
0: That's true. I mean, for those brands, I guess maybe just because they're already so well-known, although I guess at one point they weren't. I mean, I, like Apple – that has nothing to do with what they are.
1: Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of why I'm torn. Yeah. And I can't really think of any great examples of, like, a really short name in the Disney community.
0: I'm wrecking my brain right now. I'm trying to think. I mean, like, think.
1: Lost Bros is pretty recognizable. They're short name. But you understand that they're Disney pretty quickly, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, you yeah. understand that's a nod to Peter Pan and everything that goes along with that. So, I don't know. I'm interested to hear if anybody else has opinions on naming, you know, I don't think it should be extra super duper long. You know, Detour to Neverland, a podcast about growing your Disney <laughs> business, you know, that doesn't roll off the tongue. But um, there's a middle ground, I think, that there that works.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: You have anything else to add on this topic, or are we good to share our examples?
0: Um, I guess I'm ready for examples.
1: Yeah, so to me, I really love the job that Marnie, who used to be Main Street tourist, now she's a Disney state of mind, that A, she didn't feel trapped by a name, she was able to but i think it's important to hear that full story and we need to have her back on to honestly share that mm-hmm. because we didn't talk about it in her episode which was episode number 78 but if you listen to that episode you will understand that marnie is very calculated and very intentional about all of her moves um so you know just from me understanding the part of the story that she shared with me is that she felt like she needed an update from Main Street Tours to a Disney state of mind? That it better matched where she was with her project and what she was trying to accomplish and the message that she was trying to share. But she made, she started the initial research and moves on it way before the actual change happened. She bought the domain name, she reserved the Instagram handle and just left it private. You know, she did. All of the things that you need to do, she worked on her logo so that whenever she was ready to make that switch, it was seamless. It was overnight. You know, If you tried to go to MainStreetTourist.com, it would automatically forward you over. Like Thinking about all of those things and not leaving any area for someone to get lost along the way where they don't get to your website or they don't find your Instagram, I think is important.
0: Yeah, that's a really good example. I like that. Um, the other one that I think kind of stands out is Casey from Disneyland Daily. And that's episode 125, so not too long ago. But I mean, her name automatically tells you what you can expect from her. Um, she obviously focuses on Disneyland and her experiences and giving like reviews, and obviously, um, just daily your day plan that's what she does so it's kind of right there and you know it's easy to remember um it it does kind of roll off the tongue which is always nice and it just it matches it's very everything is very on brand so it's again kind of a good example of just everything being streamlined
1: yeah i completely agree that's a good one the other one I would say is Detour to Neverland. Really <laughs> really good name. Hit
0: the nail on the head. Yeah.
1: But it took us a while to get there. We shared it in our last one. Mouse Ear Exchange is what we used before. Not good.
0: Just not the right for for what we're doing right now. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense for a podcast, I don't think.
1: Yeah. I do like Kingdom Outcast, the other podcast that I have. I think That's a
0: A subtle pat on the back for you?
1: I didn't think of it.
0: Oh, who thought of it?
1: I think Melissa, Greg's wife.
0: Oh, well, pat on the back to Melissa.
1: Yeah. Because we focus a lot on Marvel and Star Wars, that's kind of like the outcast of Disney. You get it. I I don't have to explain it to you.
0: I got it. We all got it.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, good. I really enjoyed this launch episode. I think there's a lot that we can build off here, so we hope that you guys will tune in. Next week where we talk about launch slash grow in parentheses for if you're already working on something, just trying to take those action items that you can implement and hopefully will help you as well. We will be back on Friday to do our Inspire episode. Inspire.
0: Yeah, that's exciting.
1: Yeah. So we're going to be touching more on the mental side of it or the emotional pull side of it. Trying to keep your head above water working in this crazy world. So hope you guys can join us for that and hope you are having a wonderful Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.